Um, my name is Beatriz or Beatrice or Beatrice, depending on uh, who is reading my name, Blanco Morris, uh, but everyone at Duke knows me as Betty or Betty Morris or Dr. Betty. This is Voices of Duke Health. I'm Karishma Sriram. Dr. Morris is a pediatrician at Duke. She came by our listening booth with her 15-year-old son, Will, and they wanted to talk about the moment their family changed forever. Let's first hear about what their lives were like before. It was, uh, I would say, a, a, a pretty stable family in the sense we were married 21 years. Um, things that were important were eating together. We always had our nighttime meal together. Um, when we did go on trips, we didn't do fast food. We stopped at Macaroni Grill or we stopped at some restaurants, sat down, ate our dinner or our lunch. So mealtimes was important. My husband, Randy, he was military, so I was used to him leaving. He was a reserve naval officer commander, so he would, um, I remember after 9-11, he had to go to Germany. And then later on, he had to go to Iraq. So it was a little bit stressful at times, but our family dynamic was good in the sense that where I lacked, he helped, and where he lacked, I helped. So when I would call home and say, I'm running late, I have a patient with asthma, and I'm giving them a treatment, and I won't be home for another 45 minutes, he goes, don't worry, don't worry, I got it taken care of. So, And he was the cook. He was the cook. Definitely. Oh. Definitely. We remember <laughs> homemade biscuits in the morning and... Well, I do that now, so. Yes, well, there's a lot you have taken um, from from Dad. Will, what do you remember about kind of your dynamic with your parents? The most I can remember with them is just always being happy, knowing that I had two parents that always cared for me. Well, of course we had those times where it got a little bit rough, but you know, you can't go through the mud and not expect to get dirty. So my aspect of our family is we, we may be small, but I think we have the biggest heart of, uh, of all the people that I've known. That's so beautiful. I love that. Um, so when did your family change? March 12th, 2014. Um, that afternoon, my daughter was 17. She had a little uh, paper that said uh, she got her new iPhone at the UPS store. And mom, please, can you come with me to get it? Because I need an adult signature. And dad uh, was in the kitchen saying, well, there's a storm coming, but I'm going to make some burgers now. So if you guys go, you know, you're going to have cold burgers because we're going to eat. Um, and that's what he said, and my daughter kissed him goodbye and gave him a hug, because oh, we always also did that. And I said, um, okay, Randy, I'll see you in a little bit. We're going to, you know, iPhone it takes priority here. <laughs> and uh, so I left with my daughter um, to go oh to pick up the iPhone. And in the middle of driving, I remember the horrendous rain downpour we had. It was torrential, and it was also 
the winds were horrible. And I remember telling my daughter, please pull over. And I'm, I lived in Puerto Rico. I lived in New Orleans. I'm used to, you know, thunderstorms. And this one was really different because it was shaking the car. It was actually moving the car out of the lanes. Uh, but we got to the UPS store. She got her phone. We get back in the car. And that's when we got the tragic phone call the, from my neighbor that said, your husband is lying unconscious in the deck. And um, when we um, came down the street, we couldn't even park. There were fire trucks, there were ambulances, there were um, the whole the whole cul-de-sac was just packed. We um, and it was raining, pouring down rain, and um, we we came in and. Um, the police officer wouldn't let me go back to the deck, wouldn't let us, because he had to, he had passed away, he was dead. And my son was uh, next door, and what I found out was that he was the one who discovered the body. He was the one, when the house shook, um, maybe you can tell that part, because I, right. I can't. Um. I was basically upstairs in my room minding my own business until like I heard this loud bang. And uh, but, but before I tell you that, you know, we had this uh, this rotten tree in the back. My dad didn't want to take it down for some reason. I don't know why, right? And um, so the storm came around. You know, it, it was pretty bad. The winds. So a loud bang went off, and uh, I realized that um, the whole house shook. <laughs> So I went downstairs and I was calling out for my dad. Didn't hear him. You know, I was I was a little bit confused, a little bit scared. And I looking around, a whole bunch of glasses broken and stuff. And um, you went out on the deck. I went out and I looked over at the deck and I saw him um, unconscious. You know, I saw the tree on top of him, and I was disturbed by that. And I couldn't think of anything else, so I ran over to the next door uh, neighbor and I just banged on their door. Until they opened up and they were like, what is going on? It was my dad just got hit by a tree. My father would always say, you know, if you break a leg, you always thank God that you have another leg. And, you know, moments that are horrible that you think you're not going to survive because they're so horrible, you still get the energy and the the force and the willpower to to go on and part of it was the help from duke we couldn't go in the house because it was all yellow taped so we were all meeting at my neighbor's house and there there were people from duke and i'm like they just wanted to be there with me to, to hold me to hug me to just they didn't have anything to have to say. They just, you see people that you just work with and you say hi and bye to them at work and here they are there, just there to hold your hand. And uh, that was that was really amazing to see how many people that I would have never expected that from them. And that's just the beginning, you know, that night. Oh, that was just the beginning because that's when I realized that Duke is my family. And uh, that's when we realized how um, Duke has been like 
the cohesive part of our, our family and how we have survived all of this because of the kindness and love and dedication of other people that would come just from their heart. They, they knew that Randy was the cook, okay? And they're like, okay, Betty's going to have to. We, so they, you know, I think I had meals for three months. I didn't cook for three months. And on top of that, the whole pediatric group where I work developed a cookbook from their own quick and easy recipes. And they dedicated a cookbook for me with all these, you know, hey, you can make this for Will. It's really quick. And then it was beautiful. And, and I don't I don't know if, if, if that would have been done somewhere else or but I just want to say thank you, Duke. And thank you, pediatrics. And thank you to all those people that not only helped me survive, but helped me thrive. And now I am so grateful because it's going to be almost five years. And I have this young man who was 11 when he found his dad in that situation. But he also said, Mom, it's how you handle a situation. I can sit back and cry and feel sorry for myself that I don't have a dad. Or I can take this and say, this has made me stronger. Now he's, he wants to follow his dad's footsteps in the military. How has it been since, you know, uh, I think he's roller coaster. Fourteen. <laughs> That's one word: roller coaster, up and down. <laughs> That's right, up and down. Um, time, you know, people always say time makes it better, but there are moments like right now. I was crying. I was tearful. I, I that thought came back, and those are the downs. But also, it has taught me that life is today and you enjoy today you do everything possible today to make your life happy and that means that in one hand you have your stressors you have your hard work you have whatever it is and then on the other hand you have your joys your your flowers that you smell the 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 grass i take off my shoes because uh, before where i was working there's this nice lawn and i love it when they cut it and i from the parking lot i take off my shoes i walk through the grass i put them back on and then go to the clinic <laughs> so that's what i've been doing after the incident because my life is today my life is you know how was your day at school will tell me about it and and calling my friends and talking to them and and oh yeah i do have to sweep the kitchen but i think i'll do that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know prioritize the things that bring joy and happiness into your life because if you wait for tomorrow you know, there might not be the tomorrow. And that was also my husband's theory because we have so many good memories to look upon. And I love photographs. And now I'm happy that we took so many photos, so many things that... that it's a little bit tiring, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Okay. Because I'll right, take... Right before I'm about to go, like, let's say we're like Hawaii or something, you know, I'm ready to go to the beach. Oh, well, let's go take a photo of this. <laughs> Let me go. Come on. <laughs> I should take more spontaneous photos is what you're saying yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. posing photos. But sometimes with spontaneous photos, I just get the back of your head. 
yeah. running away. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's so the, these years have taught me and I try to teach that to my children that life is short and don't wait for that perfect moment. The perfect moment is now. You make it. You make your own happiness. It's like a flower. The, the, the fragrance from the flower, it, it comes out and it makes other people happy. So if you're happy, you're, you're going to make other people happy. And it's contagious, like laughter. Laughter's <laughs> the best medicine. <laughs> Dr. Morris, how do you think it's changed how you um, tackle your profession and interact with your patients? That's a good question because I... Some things have changed, but some things have not. I love what I do. That, I think, is my core, and and that has not changed. I I do pediatrics today like I did that first day that I came out of med school, all excited that I was going to see that newborn baby, and I get excited when I go to the nursery and see those newborn babies. But it has helped me open up more to other people at work I would say it has helped me with more with the staff to all of a sudden that person that you know I said hello and good morning to now I care more in other words I how how is that baby how's that grandbaby doing tell me more about so it's made me think more of other people's lives beyond pediatrics beyond our work because there's so much that could be going on in their lives that you don't even know about you know it's it, you hear about big duke and oh it's a huge big corporation blah 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 but it's like a picture with pixels you know when you look at it closer all those little pixels are people that make this wonderful big picture and that's how it is with duke pediatrics all those tiny little colors or people that are wonderful each one in its own ways Dr. Morris, well, thank you guys so much for coming to our booth. What an amazing conversation and just perspective that you guys brought. And I'm really thankful that you guys decided to share that story with us. Thank you for having the opportunity because people want to share their joy. So this is the perfect way to to share that that feeling, that joy, that happiness. So thank you guys for letting us do it. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. If you like what you just heard, we hope it'll spur your own conversations. Ask a friend what inspires them or what they're grateful for. And let us know if you would like to record a conversation in our listening booth. Visit www.listeningbooth.info to learn more. Voices of Duke Health was created by Anton Zeiker and Jonathan Bay. The show is produced by Susanna Robertson. Theme music was composed by William Dawson, musician in residence at Duke University Hospital, and produced, arranged, performed, and recorded by Mark Simonson and Jack Fleischman. Additional music for this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions and Lee Rosevere. And special thanks to Duke Institute for Health Innovation for making this podcast possible.